We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's jump into the mailbag. Throw your questions in. I've seen some comments kind of flying back and forth. Throw some questions in. Start off, thanks for the super chat, Joseph. He says he's warned his neighbors and he screams or yelling from his house is directed at my TV. My wife is pumped also. Now, is she really pumped or is that an ironic pumped? Like, how pumped is she? Is she like, will she be screaming and yelling with you at the same time? If so, it sounds like definite keeper right there. So I think I think everyone, to me, watching this Navy game is always like, I don't know about you, but it's just like, this is the one. And I mean, we found this out last year. No lead is safe. You just never feel comfortable watching a Notre Dame Navy game unless it's like it was 11 years ago in 2012 when they played over there in Dublin when Notre Dame just lambasted them, you know, just, just threw up the points and won 50 to 10, like just never feel comfortable watching that. It is, it is, it, it's, it's a tough watch because the sledding is so tough defensively to figure out how to stop that option attack. Marcus Freeman says Al Golden's got a, uh, a good game plan put together. We'll see. But like somebody said earlier, I, uh, I do think that J.D. Bertrand is going to make a huge difference against the option. And remember, they did not have him last year. All right, let me jump to another one here. Let's go to Lance. With Lavatai being the starter, do you think Notre Dame should be prepared for more of the standard triple option we expect to see from Navy? Or do you think it will still mostly be their new offense. So here's the thing with Ty Lavatai. He completed 46% of his passes last year in eight games. And he talked to Bill Wagner, of course, earlier this week. And he did say that he expects Lavatai to be the starter. We talked to, to Bill Wagner when spring was wrapping up kind of the start of the summer when we had him on. And it was like the guys who were going to play this week, Lavatai, Last year's, again, their starter before he got hurt, he didn't play. It was Xavier Arline who played against Notre Dame last year. Lavatai is just not a good passer. So if it's if it's 
him out there at quarterback for Navy, I expect more standard Navy offense. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to try to throw the football, but I would think that when Blake Horvath is on the field, like, like I'm wondering, do they even rotate quarterbacks based on situation? Like if Lavatai is out there and then it ends up being third and seven or third and eight, do you run Blake Horvath, the guy who's a little bit better passer of the football out there on the field and let him have that opportunity because it's third and seven and you're a triple option team. So, you know, it's, it's not like you're really that worried about tipping off the defense as to what it is you're going to do. It's a passing situation. If it's third and seven, third and eight, or, you know, third and, and whatever. So I think that they're going to try to run this offense, but I just think that with Lavatai based on everything, Bill Wagner, the Navy insider has told us, I just don't think he is a good enough thrower of the football to completely competently run and accomplish what they want to do. Now, again, that doesn't mean that they won't still try to throw some passes, but uh, I just don't think that they will be that great trying to throw the ball with Lavatai myself. Irish Gordian not. Do you have a favorite play in the option offense? Yes, as someone who hates the option offense, who does not like to see the option offense. And actually, my offense in high school was an option offense. We were not, you know, Navy wing T stuff, but we were wishbone offense where you had, you know, the fullback down in the three-point stance and two halfbacks. Basically, we were trying to run what uh, Barry Switzer was running at, Oak, at Oklahoma back in that time. It was the middle of the 80s. And we were not that good. Let's, let's just say that our quarterback was, was – more along the lines of Troy Aikman when Barry Switzer and, and you know Troy Aikman were together there at Oklahoma. That's, that's kind of what our quarterback was. But uh, my favorite play in the option offense is someone who does not like watching it is the play that goes backwards. <laughs> the play that gets stuffed behind the line of scrimmage or at least at the line of scrimmage. That is my favorite play in the triple option offense. Either that or I would just say Hook and lateral. I've seen Mishawaka do that a few times. Catch some uh, some teams by surprise. But again, as uh, that that was when I was doing Mishawaka games. So I, I would not say quite as much anymore that that is my favorite. Um, let me see. Tim, who do you expect to be Hartman's go-to guy in a pinch? This is a good question. Based on... What we've seen so far, I think the two best options are going to be Jaden Thomas because of the size and the physicality. I like him a little bit. I like him the best of all the receivers right now, winning those 50-50 balls, that back shoulder throw that Hartman is so good at throwing. Thomas has shown that he is the best, I think, at that. But you also have a guy like Chris Tyree who can kind of be that little pinball machine catch a slant, catch a curl, whatever. And, you know, like, I think we're going to see more crossing patterns, excuse me, in this offense. I don't know that we're going to see a lot of man-to-man defense Saturday by Navy. Uh, you know, so how many crossing patterns, I'm not sure, because if, if Navy is playing more zone, which, again, I would expect them to do because it's going to be hard for them to win man-to-man matchups with Notre Dame's receivers. So that kind of potentially – Changes some of what Chris Tyree can do with some of that short stuff, just how far he can take some of that short stuff. If, uh, you know, if, if, 
if that's what Hartman wanted to do. Now, I mean, if you're talking about blitzes and hot routes and all that kind of stuff, then of course it's going to be there. You got to take what you can get, get the ball out, which they couldn't do last year. But I think going into the season, I would slide my chips toward Jaden Thomas as the go-to guy. But I do think Chris Tyree is uh, is going to be kind of part of that equation as well as the season goes on. Good question, though. I like that. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tommy Guns, if Notre Dame, Notre Dame goes 11-1, and one, who's your preference on that loss? I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Who do, who do I want them to lose to? Oh, boy. If I've got to pick one, I guess it would just be Clemson because you're going on the road. It is going to be an improved Clemson team. I don't know how improved. Really, a lot of that is going to ride on Cade Klubnik. But when you've got USC, your biggest rival, at home in a primetime game, and you're going to have a house full of recruits, 
and you're going to have Ohio State at Notre Dame Stadium for the first time in almost 30 years. Again, prime time. Again, a house full of recruits. I want Notre Dame. That, those are the two games that I want Notre Dame to win. The two home games with all the recruits in town, with all the eyeballs on the screen. So those are the two games I'd want them to win. Clemson would have to be the loss because if they lose to Clemson, it's a road game. And I would expect that Clemson is, is going to remain a top 10 team at that point. Crystal says Duke. And I don't know that, I don't know that, I guess you could make an argument that if Notre Dame beats those other big three teams and they lose to Duke, well, at least they've beaten the big three, but then it's, you know, then it's a loss to Duke, but then it's, it's also how damaging does that loss become because it is not a team that is of the quality of those other three. And again, I just, I don't think Duke is going to be as good this year to me. From a talent standpoint, Notre Dame is going to have talent across the board. Mike Elko, good defensive coach, number two in the nation in takeaways last year or in turnover margin last year, 29 takeaways. I have a hard time seeing them being able to duplicate that. I think that they can still give Notre Dame a good game, but I just I don't think that they're going to be able to duplicate what they did last year. I think they're they're more likely to be right around 500. And I mean, that's only a couple of games, but I just don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year because I think it's the formula is too hard to duplicate. It's a little bit like what Tyrone Willingham did in 2002, completely writing defense and special teams to that season. And then we all know what happened the next couple of years. After that, and I'm not again, I'm not saying Duke is going to completely fall off the rails, but Duke is still a tough place to win at. And they did lose to Kansas last year. Kansas was an improved team, but at the end of the season, they were a 500 team and Duke was a couple wins better, but they lost to Kansas. Leopard Irons, what will it take from our backup quarterback so we don't have to get another quarterback from the portal next year? Really good question. I think the biggest thing, I think that I think that Jared Parker and Marcus Freeman and Gino Gadouli got a pretty good evaluation of what they're going to get from Steve Angeli and Kenny Minchie during training camp because of the fact that Tyler Buckner transferred and the result was both of those guys were elevated on the depth chart. So they both got to get a lot more high quality reps and jelly got just about all of the number two reps during training camp and Menchie was able to get a lot more reps as well i think it's going to benefit them as well that they have a dedicated quarterback coach who continue can continue to work specifically with them and not be the guy who has to focus on the macro of the entire defense as well um to answer your question specifically, I think that that's tough to tell right now because let's say Notre Dame blows out Tennessee State. Steve Angeli gets in in the fourth quarter. Let's say ditto with Navy or Central Michigan or take your pick, Wake Forest, whoever it happens to be. 
Well, Angeli got in at the end of a couple of games last year, and ultimately all he did was hand the ball off. So is Notre Dame actually going to give Steve Angeli the opportunity to go out there and run the offense in these games if they're in blowout situations? Now, and I'm not even going to say it. I, I just – so I – the answer to your question is, the sort of answer to your question is, I think that they have seen quite a bit from these guys in the fall, and their evaluation is going to continue at least in part through the season, and they're going to have a good feeling one way or the other. What specifically they're going to have to show, I, I think that Gino Gaduli being in that room for those guys, with those guys is going to get a really good feel for between Angeli and Minchie for what, you know, for, for, for just how much stock he can put in either one of those. And it's probably going to have to be, you know, kind of his recommendation to Jared Parker and, and Marcus Freeman on what they do going forward. Oh, I need to, I need I, now I need to kind of catch back up here because again I'm doing this solo, so I've got to uh, I've got to kind of come back through. I don't don't want to miss any questions that um, that y'all are throwing in there. But Raymond, I completely agree with this. We have to start developing our quarterbacks. Year two has to be the standard at Notre Dame for quarterback. You're absolutely right, and that's why even though some people thought that they should have taken a transfer quarterback last year. And Marcus Freeman kind of retroactively has says we has said that they probably needed to. What I've said is at some point, if you're going to build your program, you're going to have to start a quarterback who doesn't have very much experience happens all the time. Perfect world. You're able to kind of rotate guys in and get them quality reps. You know, they obviously rotated Tyler Buckner in two years ago but it was completely different. He wasn't running the whole offense. They, they, they do have to get to the point where they're developing their own guys and getting those guys out there. But I also think that that will, that will happen over time as they continue to recruit and sign and bring in higher rated quarterbacks in the recruiting process. I do think that that is ultimately going to happen. How quickly that happens I'm not sure, but I also do think that Angeli and Minchie being with uh, Sam Hartman this season is going to benefit them greatly. And like Marcus Freeman, I think talked last week about they showed they showed those guys some of uh, a little bit of the uh, the hard knocks with Aaron Rodgers, and you know Aaron Rodgers showing up in New York, and now he's he's uh, working with. Uh, um, what's his name? I see his face. The BYU quarterback who was uh, drafted by uh, by the Jets. It's not Darnold, obviously. He was USC, and and uh, he's gone now. But why can't I think of his name? You know who I'm talking about? The blonde-haired guy and uh, the 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 thing with the mom's best friend and all that. But in any case, Freeman showed his 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 quarterbacks that like what what they can get. From being around a guy, thank you, Zach Wilson. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. I knew it would come to me. It's like, uh, but uh, yeah, but but that's was kind of the point of showing them that because 
Aaron Rodgers has had a great effect already early in training camp on Zach Wilson. And I think that the these young guys here are going to have have already benefited from being around Sam Hartman. And I think they'll benefit from being around him all season as well. So that was kind of my point of that. Stymie, game day meal. Can't decide between throwing something on the smoker or corned beef and cabbage. Not a huge corned beef and cabbage uh, guy myself. Uh, I would definitely go with the smoker. I've got one, even though I need to fix the uh, the element. I've, I've got a replacement element. I still haven't put it in there. I've got a world-famous smoked brisket that uh, if we ever have like a big tailgate party, you know, we should probably, uh, may, maybe I'll throw one on at some point if Brian springs for the meat. <laughs> but uh, I would go with the smoked meat over the corned beef and cabbage. But again, I'm not a huge corned beef and cabbage guy myself. Josh wants to know, will the teams get one practice in once they get to Ireland before the game Saturday, or was today the last one? No, they are they are definitely practicing. Today is Wednesday. I've kind of lost track of my days this week. Tomorrow, Thursday, is going to be a little bit lighter day because of the, they are traveling today. I think that there was going to be kind of a walkthrough kind of thing today, sort of move around a little bit tomorrow. They were going to get out there a little bit lighter stuff. Marcus Freeman said that the Thursday practice was a little bit more like a Tuesday practice, kind of run some plays, you know, and, and do some of those kind of things. He said Friday they will get after it a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, so they'll have two full practices, Thursday and Friday, with a little bit of light activity, I think, that was supposed to be on the schedule today. So they will definitely do more than just today. Mike Sullivan, thanks for the super chat. He says he never catches the show live, but always listen at 4 a.m. when I'm at work. Don't tell Brian, but sports talk is my favorite. You can tell us. We'll just, we'll keep it secret right here. I appreciate that, Mike Sullivan. And again, thanks for the super chat. I'm glad that you could jump in live. 4 a.m. I, uh, I used to have some of those wake-up calls myself back in the old radio days, and I'm glad that I don't anymore. Gordian Knott, speaking from a pure athleticism standpoint, who are the most athletic wide receivers on the roster? I would go with Chris Tyree. I would go with Tobias Merriweather. Um, I would put Rico Flores and Braylon James in that category. You notice I'm talking about a lot of, uh, you know, young, you're mostly younger guys, but I did put Chris Tyree in there as well. Jaden Thomas is a, a really good athlete as well. It's just that he's a bigger bodied guy. So it doesn't necessarily show it, you know, it doesn't look quite as twitchy as some of these other guys, but I mean, they're for the most part, they've got a lot of really good athletes in that receiver room, but the young guys put them all in that list. John, who will be the best tackler this season. Now, best tackler, leading tackler. There's got to be a difference there. Right, I definitely think the leading tackler is going to be J.D. Bertrand, as I have said. The best tackler, like the guy who's going to deliver. Like we didn't really get to see any, uh, you know, like of the bone jarring type crunching hits and stuff like that during camp, because we didn't get to see a lot of live stuff. But. Um, 
I think Xavier Watts is going to be in there. And I think that Thomas Harper is going to be in that conversation as well. He has a reputation and really Antonio Carter does as well. The two transfers, Carter and, and Harper reputations for being really physical guys. So I would put the guys in the, some of those guys in the secondary as best tackler type guys. Now, again, that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to lead the team in tackling this season, but I would put them in the best tackling category, all really good tacklers, open field tacklers, and they can bring some heat on you as well based on reputation that we've seen so far. So another good one there tim what do you think of the sam hartman videos where he gives the team shoes and custom beat headphones does this hush the buzz that there isn't nil at notre dame did notre dame under armor bake nil into the new contract this is something we talked about yesterday vince and i in rapid fire tim i love it and vince loved it as well it was a great way doing it this way getting Sam Hartman up in front of the team. It's not like Sam Hartman, you know, went on his Instagram account and said, oh, I'm so happy to be, um, you know, matched up or, or paired up to be working with Under Armour. And I'm, I'm glad to be a partner with Beats by Dre. You know, he didn't do it that way. He went up in front of the team. They shot a video of it. You've got to, you know, it's all mic'd up. And he's out there and he's like, hey, I'm doing it with the boys and and I'm giving them, you know, the shoes and I'm giving them the the headphones and all this different stuff. It is it's kind of a humble brag by by doing it that way. But it is also the, the best way to do it, because that way it's not like some official looking release. It looks natural. And you're telling the world on a highly followed social media platform. And it's and I'll find out here in just a second just how. Highly followed. I'm going to see how many followers that Notre Dame football has. They have 654.6 thousand followers on the Notre Dame football Twitter account. And that doesn't include Instagram and all that other, you know, the, and w- whatever other accounts that they've got. But you're using social media in a perfect way. You're telling all these other recruits, look, here are two major, major NIL deals that the Notre Dame quarterback has. And that's all you've got to do. You're you're letting everybody know that, like you said, even though Notre Dame kind of got this reputation for, well, we're anti-NIL or we don't fully embrace NIL, even though Notre Dame was actually one of the first schools to go out and really, you know, support NIL. They're obviously doing it in a different way. They're doing it the way it's supposed to be done. It's not a pay-for-play situation, but they're letting people know once you get here, you have a chance to sign million-dollar deals with big companies. And I, you know, and again, we don't know all the details of the new Under Armour contract. All we know is that Notre Dame has signed a 10-year extension worth a lot of money with Under Armour. But I would be shocked if uh, if if NIL was not part of that. Under Armour deal. (laughs) Derek says that's a pioneer. There you go. There you go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gordian Knott, if you've seen, what do you think about the Ireland end zone design? We need to adopt that as our home end zone. We talked about that earlier, and I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to get my screen share going because it was a live video, and I don't think that my uh, settings wanted me to do that. But I think it looks good. I think it looks good. I am definitely in the uh, in the boat of Notre Dame needs to dress up the end zone, like the slashes in the end zone. And I know you want to talk about history and tradition and all that kind of stuff. You know, well, Newt Rockney, okay, maybe they didn't paint the end zones, but they also didn't have artificial – Tur- you know, turf <laughs> back in 1925 either. So modern tech, you know, the world has advanced since Newt Rockney was playing. I think that they can do a little bit more, a lot more with the end zones. I'd personally like to see, you know, like a shamrock and some Notre Dame or Irish or whatever in those end zones. I think that they could definitely do a lot more with the end zones. They need to do a lot more with the end zones. There's really no reason not to. Do we really just want to see the slashes on the artificial turf out there? It's 2023. I definitely think they need to do something to dress it up a little bit. Who is the one player fans haven't been talking enough about in the offseason? This is a tough one. <laughs> Before I get that, Tanner, excellent point. They used to wear leather helmets and no face masks either, Tanner. So, yes. Times have definitely changed. Kevin says slashes suffice. I knew this would be a divisive topic because everything is divisive when you start talking about, you know, tradition at Notre Dame. But again, it was tradition for almost for over 100 years to have a natural grass field before they decided that natural grass wasn't the way to go anymore. So um, the player, not enough people are talking about. Hmm. Antoine Antoine says he's going to go with Colsey. I wish that I could kind of go in that boat, but based on what we've seen, there's a reason more people aren't talking about Deion Colsey. There just hasn't been enough consistency that we were able to see in the opportunities we had during training camp. I do think that he can be that kind of go-to third down possession guy that he became last year. I just think that there are more options who are ahead of him right now to be like the big time playmaking type guys. But I know a lot of people want it to be Deion Colsey. And I understand that because he came in with, you know, high expectations and recruiting rankings and everything else as well. The guy people are not talking about, and it's like we've talked about everybody to death, it seems like, at this point. So, yeah, Tim, Tim, I like this. Coogan, apparently. Yeah, I think nobody's talking about Pat Coogan enough because he ultimately did beat Billy Shrouth for that starting left guard job. I, I would definitely go with that. DJ Brown, not a bad one because Tristan, Tristan says, DJ Brown had a good camp. I would go with that as well. I think that that is a good one. 
Thomas Harper, I don't think we're talking a whole lot about. And again, I think Thomas Harper, the Oklahoma State transfer, is going to be a really big piece of this defense. It's like you're going to see some packages where you're going to have some really experienced defensive backs out there on the field between Harper and Watts and Antonio Carter and, you know, plus the, the guys that they've got at corners. I, I think that they're going to be able to do some creative things. And it's like you're not going to use that as your base necessarily, but they're going to be able to do some creative things in their in their dime packages and, and different things like that. They can, they can, you know, they can use a guy, for example, if they wanted to, you know, like, like Harper as that, like in that, that Rover type role where he could potentially rush the passer or, you know, he can cover some different things like that. Batello, a couple of different people saying, um, you I guess you could make the case for him because I feel like I feel like there kind of has been a point where people decided they were over talking about Jordan Batello because of three years of hype and expectations that we've been waiting on. And now he's here and he hasn't made, you know, he didn't make a huge amount of plays during camp when we were able to be out there. But at the same time, I think he is going to be a really good player for him this year. So I think that uh, you can make a case for that. Joseph says, very curious about tight end play this year. I think they're going to get good tight end play. They're not going to get anywhere near the kind of caliber of play that they got from Michael Mayer last year, especially early on in the season. But between Mitchell Evans and Holden Stays, I think they're going to give them really good tight end play. The receivers, the receivers are going to take away the need to have as much focus on the tight end, especially in the passing game as they've had the last few years so I think they're going to get good tight end play and then by the time Eli Raritan gets back up to full health and he's out there and then you've got Raritan Evans and stays all out there um, then I think that uh, I think you're going to see a really good tight end room how they use them is going to be the question because there's going to be between the you know, though, I think that they're going to be counted on to be blockers more than receivers this year. Let's put it that way. And I think a lot of times when you talk about the tight ends, the blocking part of it gets lost because all anyone wants to talk about is throwing the ball and catching the ball. Um, Raymond says he hopes stays, breaks out. I think he will. And I think that Again, based on some of the opportunities that we got to see them do some live stuff, so much coverage has to be dedicated to the receivers and even to the running backs as well that the tight end can kind of get lost out there in the defense from time to time. And so I think that uh, I think that Holden Stays can have a breakout type season. Guinness or Guinness Extra, Mr. 2.0 asks. I have never had Guinness Extra. Has anyone had Guinness Extra? I've not tried Guinness extra. I'm in on Guinness, but I'm not in. I've uh, no, I've never had the extra, so I can't give an opinion on that. All right. Well, I think that that is going to do it for today. Again, I appreciate you. Mr. 2.0 says uh, he votes extra. <laughs> and Tim says, keep the 11.2 ounce bottles. Yes, I don't know. So that's going to do it for today. Hopefully, Jesse is back tomorrow. 
recovered. And if he is, we're going to have a whiteboard for you. If he's not, Vince and I are going to be here. And, uh, you know, Vince, you know, he ran his own chalkboard and all that stuff. I just don't know if Vince is capable of doing his own whiteboard out there. (laughs) Derek wants rapid fire. Am I supposed to ask the questions of myself, Derek? Am I supposed to ask myself rapid fire questions? I'm saying that rhetorically and somewhat facetiously, but I used to work with someone who did a show and he would literally ask the question out loud and then answer it. He would ask the question to himself. I guess, I I guess we've just got you conditioned to, uh, to rapid fire at this point. So unfortunately no rapid fire tonight, but rapid fire will be back tomorrow, regardless of who the co-host is. And for countdown to kickoff the pregame show this weekend, there will also be a rapid fire for that. So you've got that going for you. We've all got that going for us. Appreciate you being here tonight. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, Brian. It's like playing chess by yourself. Just jump back and forth across the the table and uh, I can checkmate myself appreciate you being here please hit that like button on your way out and of course subscribe rate and review and we will talk to you tomorrow on ivy nation Sports.